Well, good morning, everybody. This is Mark Tackett again with privilege to be here this morning with our pastor, Chris Weaver. And I thank the world of him and th so thankful that him and his whole family are here uh, serving at our church. And Chris is more than uh, a, a pastor, someone that preaches every Sunday. He's, he's a shepherd in true sense of the word and uh, made the comment last Sunday, he asked for uh, praises during our service that not only did we get him, we got his wife, we got his <laughs> kids, we got his dad, um, got his, his uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law uh, till Larry passed away, but we're thankful to, that he's here yeah. uh, today, put him on the spot a little bit. Uh, we're going to look at, uh, last week we looked I'm kind of mixed up, but either last week or the week before, we looked at whenever Jesus fed the 5,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very little. And then right after that, it's it, that he, he actually walks on the water. And so we're, today, we're going we're gonna to go back to Matthew chapter 14, uh, verse 22. And it said, uh, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. In the book of John, it says that actually it was like a storm, and, mm -hmm. and the, the disciples were in the boat, and they were, they were scared because of the, the storm that was there. But it says during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Well, Chris, what in the world do you think about that? <laughs> I know well, you like to fish. Oh, yeah. Have you it, ever walked on water? I've never walked. I've been thrown into the water, <laughs> but never walked on water. And, uh, you know, this is a neat passage, and, and we'll look down here a little further with Peter, but uh, what he does. But uh, whenever I read the new testament you know you see matthew mark luke and john the story of jesus's ministry and life and everybody picks up a different um part of it you know because right. it's an eyewitness account it's what they remember happened and just like you and yeah. i would see something unfold we would see it from our own perspective that's yeah. what the the gospels were and so one of the the things that you can almost see uh in all of all of the descriptions of this story is that the disciples were scared out of their mind you know right. they were terrified um they uh it says they saw him walking they were they were terrified it's a ghost they said and cried out in fear and i see a lot of uh, uh of reality in that mm -hmm. taking place because here today we've heard of jesus walking on water but in their story they've never they never had experience that part of of jesus and so they were honest about it you well, know and, i mean i've never seen anybody walk on water so i'd probably be terrified too yeah well you've heard of jesus walking on water they hadn't even it hadn't even crossed their mind that that would be something that jesus could do well um do you relate that they're in this boat together traveling across the lake and they were they were terrified what about the the folks today in the world we're in a lot of us are in the same boat, and there's a lot of folks out there that are they're hurting. They may not have, uh, they may be really struggling, and that leads to fear and sometimes depression. Mm -hmm. uh, what what would you say to them? Uh, we all, I mean, you, you could have a whole uh, 
series, and I think uh, Brother James did one last summer that was really good, uh, the storms of life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's things you can you could tie to here that we uh, in our everyday life face things that's that that we have never faced storms. before storms you know and for these guys the disciples it was a literal storm but they were battling that and then to see jesus in the middle of it not expecting uh someone to be right. out there walking around um it terrified them and scared right. them i think today you know our the the people in our world um we're we're all we all face uh fears or mm-hmm. we all face um uncertainties and um, that can be um, financial uncertainties and fears to health you Mm -hmm. know things to uh, different storms we may face and you know the other thing to think about that these guys were fishermen Mm -hmm. and so they were well acquainted with the water and for them to be terrified it had to be something about this storm that was unusual I would I would think Mm -hmm. yeah Um, well let's skip on down to but it said, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if that is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You a little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over to the, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of the place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the, to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. Okay, so, uh, so Peter says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come <clears throat> come to you on the water. And he said, come. Yeah. So did he, what do you think? <laughs> what do I think? I think Peter is a guy that I probably most relate to, you know, really? when I look at the disciples, because he was a, you know, who else says, okay, well, there's Jesus, you know, let's, let's watch what Jesus does. Peter wants to get in on the action and he, he's, he's a, uh, he wants to go out there and experience what Jesus has experienced, not thinking about the consequences right. or the, the 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 things that are going on. And so it's almost uh, like a child. Like. Yeah, yeah. He he jumps out, you know, call me out there. And then when reality sets in, he looks around and says, "Oh my goodness, you know, I'm I'm going to sink." And he does. And Jesus is there to 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 help him out. Jesus says, "You have little faith. You know, why did you doubt?" If Peter, and, and this is connecting to what we were just talking about, if Peter, who had walked with Jesus and was in the middle of of uh, Jesus's ministry, walking face to face with Jesus, if he doubted at times, even though I mean that's a miracle he's involved in, or later on in Jesus's ministry, he disowned Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, he denied the. The knowing Jesus right. three times in one in one night, um, I find encouragement in in Jesus choosing to use people that aren't perfect. You right. know, and um, as as uh, as we follow Jesus as believers, there's going to be times where maybe we look around and we say, "Oh my goodness!" And it you ever it, feel like that? 
Yes. You're like, yeah. Yes. Hey, Lord, what am I, what am I doing here? And and it doesn't matter the situation. Um, when you when you come when you when you focus your attention on all the what ifs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for being a dad and a parent, it doesn't take too many. It doesn't take too many steps for me to start thinking. Well, what if this happens? Well, what if we go to the doctor and they say there's something there? What if? What if this? You know, you can what if yourself into uh, having a meltdown. You know, and that's what Peter did. He st- he was walking, and 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 the best way I can describe it is he had his eyes fixed on Jesus. And it was when your eyes go away, you start looking at all the uncertainties. Well, it's and, easy to do too. Isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. You know, all of us. Can can shift our attention and uh, uh, away from Jesus. That's that's what I see in this as far yeah. as Peter's concerned, and and I identify with that. Yeah, I've struggled with that lately. In that I've got this routine, and I've just because of the weather and having to feed cattle and and everything at work, I've just wore myself down. And I I I have this routine that I get up and I and I read my Bible, and I got about three different devotionals, and I just spend time. Man, I, I haven't been doing that like. I should, and then so I'm I'm taking off, you know, without that, and it it uh, it just uh, we're much better off if we can start off with that foundation every day of spending time with the Lord. I believe and getting our eyes fixed on Him, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, so. And what did Jesus do there? As he wrap up talking about this, you know, the he he climbed in the boat, and the the storm calmed down. Yeah. And, um, so connecting that to the storms of life idea, uh-huh. the, when, when you focus on the storm and how to fix it on your own, you're, okay. you're, you're never going to get there. But when you, uh, meet with Jesus and give him, it says that they, they worship Jesus there in the boat. When you, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the, uh, the, 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 the anxiety in the middle of the, whatever you're facing, um, those are moments that you can connect with the Lord in a way that is much different than a normal, right. you know, when everything's good day. Um, right. And so they, they experience that there on the boat. Well, so we're kind of there in this area. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, so if there's somebody out there pondering whether they should accept Christ or not, and they're just looking at it from like somebody would business. What are the benefits of being mm-hmm. a Christian? Do you, first of all, when when you accept Christ, are there? Is it only you? You're in a position to when you die, you go to heaven, or do you experience the benefits of of heaven really after when you accept Christ? Is there a difference that that there's actually benefits, or is it all just pain and suffering? Sure. Uh, you know, when I look at, when I look at walking through storms and, and, um, in this last year, our family walked through the loss of my father-in-law That's a and, storm. I, and, and I look at that and I see how the Lord ministered to my family, um, through his church, through God's people, but also the spirit of God, uh, bringing peace when there is no understanding Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine walking through that, trying to fill in that gap with anything else. And that's, you know, that's honestly why people, 
you, you have this big hole that, you're, that you have, which we had as a family, and the Lord helped to fill that, mm-hmm. that void um, into comfort and to, to bring peace. And if you don't have the Lord filling that void, we try to fill it with something. You know, right. we have this, I've heard it's, you know, this Jesus shaped, you know, hole in your heart yeah. that only Jesus can fit. But, you know, we try maybe uh, uh, alcohol or a drug or um, um, a, a, something that we can, can do or, you know, and none of those things bring the peace that, that Jesus, that Jesus right. brings. And I'd say for, for today, the, the, the peace that we get is, uh, one of the greatest benefits, because not only peace in times of trial, but also peace in eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, if I walk out here um, and something happens to me physically and my life is over, I walk out there knowing that I have peace with with God. You know, that's uh-huh. what salvation does. Is is this conflict of I've sinned against God Almighty, but because of Jesus and His His sacrifice on the cross, now. I'm not at war with God. I'm at right. peace with God. So I, I would say for me, when I look at salvation, it's peace that, yeah. that we get today. Well, this is kind of a funny story. My my brother passed away, I think it's maybe it's either two and a half or three and a half years ago. His name was Steve Tackett. Never knew another Steve Tackett. And uh, his his funeral was like on a, or his service we had at the cemetery. We buried him on a Thursday. And that next Tuesday, I was going to work and I just we just pray, and I said, God, it's really crummy losing my brother. He's somebody who'd always have my back, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of, of of anything, you know. And and then that afternoon, uh, somebody told me that uh, this man came in by the name of Steve Tackett, for, <laughs> walked in the front door, and yeah. we got acquainted, and he was so much like my brother, it wasn't even funny. Oh, wow. wow. And we used to, uh, we met several times to eat, and, and we still talk on the phone, and uh, he's in South Carolina now, wow. but uh, Lord's got a sense of humor. I mean, I, I prayed that, and then that afternoon, here walks the, the first sea tacket besides my brother I've ever known, and we and he's a he's a believer, so we just hit it off and uh, just almost like my brother walking through the door, wow. you know. So yeah. God's got a sense of humor, and I believe he I believe he uses, you know the. Uh, uh, the, the physical things to convince us of the spiritual, the things we can't see, like, you know, the, the Holy Spirit blows like a wind, and mm-hmm. you can't you can't see the wind, but you can see the leaves move, and you see evidence. So I believe I believe that's He works in our lives to to convince us and show us that He's real. Yeah. Uh, so one of the benefits we have of accepting Christ is peace, and that's that would be through His Holy Spirit. Uh, so Chris. When did you accept Christ? Um, so I I, I kind of back up a little bit. And I say, you know what? I I was fortunate. I was blessed to be raised in a godly home okay. uh, by godly parents. Who so took, you were born a Christian? I was not born a Christian. I was, oh. but I was born in a home that we that I knew uh, about the Lord early. You know, and I went to church um, and I was taught you know the Bible stories and went to Sunday school. And um, I, I remember two things. One, I remember a time uh, where that where I was I was young, and the the Sunday school teacher brought in some sharpie markers, and uh, and I took some of those sharpie markers home, 
stole them from the Sunday school class, took them out at home. My dad caught me. He said, you know, he, I was coloring on the table and it was bleeding through to the, to the kitchen table and making a mess. And, and he said, where in the world did you get those Sharpie <laughs> markers? And I remember very distinctly saying, I don't know. So at that age, I was young, but I had stolen from the church and I had lied all the same, the same day. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, through that, that was the first time I can remember that, you know, my dad confronted me in that, you know, he, it didn't take him long to figure out what had happened and the discipline that came from that. And just that sense of guilt for the first time as a kid, knowing I had really done something that was, was wrong. And so that began a, uh, a process in my heart of the Lord showing me that I was a sinner who needed to be saved. And I know that I was young. I was, you know, five or six years old at the time. Um, and then uh, maybe a year later, after talking with my parents, I, I uh, was riding with a pastor, um, Pastor Randy, and uh, we were going to a car wash for some reason. And he, you know, we were, we were friends with the family and he had me tag along. And he just asked me, he said, he said, Chris, have you prayed to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life and become a Christian? And I remember thinking, I was about six years old, I was thinking, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. And he said, well, why don't you think about what that means? You know, and so I went home and, and we talked through what that was. And, uh, and so at that age, I remember distinctly, you know, putting my faith for the first time in Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. Did you experience that guilt being lifted? I did. I, you know, cause I, cause I knew and when you're a child, you you your life is so simple, you know. But I knew that I had a a, a place in eternity with Jesus. You know that was that was a, a just a, a, a. And you just knew that. Yeah, and I, I I believe that. And uh, I'll tell you, as I grew up and went to be a teenager and struggled with the things of of you know every teenager struggles with, whether it was. Uh, lust or or uh, really for for me it would have been on uh, understanding God's grace I struggled with understanding uh, how I needed God's grace you know and when you are in church for a while you begin to feel like you've earned your salvation uh-huh. and God continually taught me about grace um, and how to love people and how that we are all sinners who need God's amazing grace. It doesn't matter our our sin. We all need God's God's grace. And so I think as I grew, and even today, I'm learning more about God's amazing grace. Huh, that, well, that's awesome. Well, so you went, there's lots of gaps, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you were called into the ministry First of all, what does it mean to be called for somebody that has no idea what we're talking about being called to be in the ministry? And then, so if you were called, explain what called is and then explain how how you ended up being a pastor, what that means and uh, reality of that. Yeah, so we're all, and when we follow Jesus, we're all called to be disciples of Jesus and followers of Jesus. Okay, called, what does that mean? It means that the Spirit of God speaks to us you know and he and when we it's like a cell phone yeah when we uh you know when we 
are walking and we're not walking with the Lord, there's a calling that takes place in our life where the Holy Spirit draws us and speaks to us and says, Chris, I've got something different than the world has for you. Mark, I've got something different than the, the, the world has for you. And so for all of us, there's a, there's a call to be a follower. And when we are a follower of Jesus, we're not called to be on the sideline. We're called to be ministers of the gospel, all of us as, mm -hmm. as Christians. And so uh, for me, I knew that. And, uh, knew it when? Well, I knew, I knew that I was supposed to be active in uh, serving in my church, whether I'm a football coach or a, uh, in, an engineer or a scientist, whatever, or a, a pharmacist, you know, I'm, we're called to be active as ministers. For me, as, as the road to being a pastor, when I was in um, high school, one of the th first, first things that I remember is uh, uh, where God kind of put something in my heart that I, I like doing this was uh, the youth minister came up on a Sunday night and he said, hey, Tomorrow we have vacation Bible school. We don't have anybody to teach the uh, first grade. You need to teach first grade. And I remember being 15 or 16 years old and being like, I just wanted to, I, 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 I wanted to help out, but I didn't want to do that. Right. <laughs> and so I remember him giving me a book or a lesson or something and saying, okay, you got it, you know. And, and I did that and I fumbled through it, probably butchered up whatever we were talking about. Um, and it wasn't that big of a thing, but it was something that I was like, you know what, God, God, God worked on me in that. And uh, so, so serving, uh, God showed me that He, uh, you know, He had a, a desire. In, there was a desire in my heart to right. to uh, to work with uh, people in the church. And then um, I didn't say, well, I'm going to for sure be a pastor. I'm going to be a youth minister. I'm going to do this. I think I, I kind of just left that up to the Lord. I, I said, God, you know, I, I feel this going on, but I need your confirmation. And uh, kind of like Gideon in the Old Testament, you mm -hmm. know, putting the, the fleece out. And some guys can say, you know, I was in a meeting or a, a church service and I felt God tell me this. For me, it was about a two or three year process. Mm -hmm. And through that, God confirmed a call to serve in the local church. And uh, where it didn't matter necessarily the, the capacity or the title as much as just a strong desire to, to lead and proclaim his word in the, the context of the local church. And so right. um, as I followed that, um, you know, God through college, especially taking some opportunities to serve in different churches, he just really confirmed that. And that was important for me because ministry... Uh, as a pastor, you know, you got, you got exciting times and sad times and easy times and tough times. And you really need to know that that's what God's, you know, put on your heart to right. do. And, uh, cause that keeps you going. I mean, you, you know, that call of the Lord. It's so, I know football coaches that just like I feel called to be a pastor, they feel called to invest in the lives of a teenage boy, yeah. you know, in a team and, you know, and, and so they do that with the excellence and the same the same call that I have in, right. as a as a leader in the church. So that's my, that's my story getting to well, to where I'm at. Well, that's awesome. Um, what would you say to to all people today regarding Jesus Christ? 
And, I, you know, we're sitting here talking about having accepted Christ. What about those folks out there who haven't? What would you say to them? Um, I would say to listen to the, to the Lord speaking to you because um, if, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you, don't, if you don't know God personally through Jesus Christ, if you know about God in the Bible, but you, you have questions about what it really means to, uh, to have a saving knowledge of God's grace, um, just like the train coming by right now, our lives are so are so noisy and we have media or people or jobs or whatever and it's very noisy and I, I, I think sometimes the, the thing that Satan does in our world is he makes this world so crowded with voices that hearing that voice of the Lord saying I've got something different from you is really hard and if you are watching this today and thinking about your relationship with Jesus and maybe there's a lot of noise in your life my encouragement would be simply to stop and to pray to God and say God I want to hear your voice in my life and I believe that when we do that that God does speak to us mm -hmm. and um, it doesn't matter what is going on in your life it can be you can be having a great week i think that sometimes that's the toughest time for us to stop when things things are going so good we say well what do i need god for and and we need god we need the lord in good days what we call good and what we call you know horrible days we need god just the same and so it would be to listen um to his call you know he's he's calling out and, and offering a way for us to walk with with him right and what's at stake um uh, what happens to us when we die? When we do, we when, all go to heaven. What the, we call heaven? No, no. You know what Jesus preached is, um, he's. You know when Jesus, when Jesus walked and taught, he said, "I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Um, he is the path to peace with God, and so we all, you know we all will, will stand and give an account for our life before God, what we did with this, with this life. And so just like if, uh, if someone did a horrible, uh, horrible crime and they killed people, innocent people, we would never want a judge to stand up and to say, you know, I know what he did was bad, but you know, we're going to let it slide this time. You know, that would not be justice, and our our God is a just God. Every bad thing will be accounted for. But on our behalf, when we go into that courtroom with the Lord, you know, and to, we stand as, as Christians, everything we're guilty of is nailed to the cross with Jesus. You know, every 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 last bit of it. And so when God looks at us in eternity, he doesn't see all the evil that we've done the, the the wrongs he sees that christ answered for all those things on the on on the cross for us okay well what about what about after we're saved and we mess up we have to be re repenters you know <laughs> and 
And sometimes we say, well, that's where that grace comes in. Yeah. Right? Some, yeah. Sometimes we say, you know, well, we don't, once we repent and are saved, we're, we're all good. You know, uh, Christians, we're, we're really called to be having a pattern of repentance, yeah. you know, and then, um, when we go down the wrong path and God reminds us of that, we don't say, well, I know it's the wrong path, but, uh, but Jesus, uh, he's going to forgive me when I get to the end of it. That's not really understanding God's grace. That's, yeah. that's, uh, uh, a different thing. Yeah. That's an area I've kind of not, well, I'd say struggle, but it's just the concept that when I mess up, that God forgives me again. That's, right. uh, in that, that I just need to, just like a child that messes up, I just need to say I'm sorry and and maybe consequences go along with something I did, but I need to I need to fess up to what I did and and be honest about it, and then start over. Right. You know that God that's uh, but God does it's uh, that's amazing His His love and His grace are just uh, are uh, are quite amazing. Uh, so I ask you if there's what happens uh, when we die. Uh, it will be responsible for our will stand in yeah, judgment. And, and, and I look at the guy on the cross with Jesus. You know, he put well, or two, two, guys. two guys, right? And that's really the the you know something for us all to think about. So there's two men up there dying who were guilty, and Jesus is in the middle, and one of them is ridiculing Jesus, and you know, uh, just. You know, just doesn't have any faith in Jesus. Right. And then the other one had a little bit of faith. He didn't have much life left. But he put just a little bit of faith in Jesus that he had. And Jesus, uh, his response to that guy is, today you'll be with me in paradise. You know, And so what happens when we die as, as believers, um, we're, we're ushered into the presence of God. And as 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 people that are not believers, I mean the the Bible's really clear. There's a there's a heaven and there's a hell, and those are are two real places. And so um, hell is is not something that's fun to talk about, but it's uh, uh, it's that Jesus it's talks about it, and it's a reality, yeah. and um, and it's a, a necessary part of of the the story of God. Right. Well, I think that's a. We've had a good talk this morning, hadn't we? You're probably wondering what I'm going to ask next. <laughs> no. But anyway, well, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Mark, I appreciate you doing this. And if you're watching this uh, and you need prayer, you know, you can you can reach out to us at the church. Uh, yes. This is a neat thing. If you've been blessed by this, uh, I encourage you, and Mark wouldn't ask for this, but I'd say write, write him a note and just say, hey, we're watching uh, or we're tuning in. Uh, because he, you do, you do a good job sharing these every week, and uh, it's a blessing to, to get to come on here well, and visit with you. And on the other hand, we, uh, if you have a need, or you know someone that has a need, and you know, uh, you can tell Chris is easy to talk to, and, and John David's here this morning. Uh, call our church. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook, or how's the easiest way to get a hold of someone? In yeah, any, any way. We have multiple ways, but uh, our phone number is on our website. It's 940-769-2241, and you can call it, yeah. and you can get patched through. We're in a, uh, had water leaks in the church, yeah. so we're redoing that. But So we might not be at the office, but those phone calls still get to us. You can also text us 
or text us online uh, through Facebook or, or uh, the website. Well, and also you might know out there that God is really on the move. We hear lots of bad things, but God's on the move. And so be nothing greater than you to call and, and talk to Chris or John David or, or myself. It doesn't matter. We'd be glad to pray with you to invite Jesus in your heart. Uh, you can do that on your own, but if you wanted somebody to pray with, feel free to call our church. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to do that. Uh, and it's all good. It's all good. Amen. Amen. So would you mind closing us this morning in a, with a prayer? I would love to. Let's okay. pray. Lord, thank you for this ministry and the folks that tune in. I pray that they'd be blessed today uh, as, uh, as they hear that you, you take us as we are. Uh, Lord, I do pray for somebody who might be struggling with something. You just give them the courage to reach out, whether that's to us here or to another uh, Christian friend they know and just say, hey, I need... I need somebody to pray with me. I need somebody to encourage me today. I pray that you give them the courage uh, to do that. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All righty.